You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. Hello, heart and soul sisters and maybe misters. It is just Catherine today, but I have an extraordinary guest. Her name is Allie Williams. Um, She is the founder of Malibu Social and just has a really cool creative journey leading her from different aspects of marketing to entrepreneurship to starting businesses and helping coach other women and men to really step into their God-given gifts and live out their calling. So I know that this conversation and her story will encourage you just like it did me. So we are just going to get right to it. Hope y'all enjoy. Hey, Soul Sisters. I am here today with Allie Williams, an entrepreneur from Los Angeles. So all the way on the other side, the other coast. Um, I'm so glad to have her here. We actually got connected through friend, a friend of an employee of Michael's. It's kind of weird. I mean, we can get into that or we can't, but either way, we connected through a mutual friend and now we are Instagram friends and now real life friends. So I'm excited for y'all to get to know her a little bit more and for me to get to know her a little bit more because this is kind of our first conversation. So welcome to the podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. And thank you for outlining our very millennial uh, relationship pattern. I feel like it's, that's just like how it goes now. We used to meet people at the grocery store. Now we meet through mutual friends and DMs. (laughs) So crazy. Like the amount of people, I don't know if you've done, if this has happened to you, but like, have you ever been in the grocery store and someone's like, I'm so sorry. This is so weird, but are you K call on Instagram? Like, I think I follow you. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I know exactly who you are. I know what you posted yesterday. Like I was waiting for you to say something. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, and my name is right up your alley on Instagram and people will literally be like, Oh my gosh. So this is right up your alley. Cause they don't know my name. <laughs> oh, well, even before we press record, I'll just let y'all in on this. Cause shameless living. I was like, your last name's Williams, right? Cause all I see is right up your alley. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, the name is like not really important anymore. It's so funny how like it, it has transitioned and like, we're definitely on a first name basis, but I feel like I'm on a first name basis with the world now and I'm totally okay with it. Yeah. Like your name, your name is your Instagram handle. So that's just, thing. that's the way it is. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's get into, um, who you are. So tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into the weeds of it. Okay. Awesome. So hi, my name is Allie Williams. I live in Los Angeles, California, specifically in Santa Monica area. So I get to hang out by the ocean. I'm not in the craziness that is Los Angeles downtown and West Hollywood. Um, I moved here about two years ago. I'm originally from Kentucky, so I am a Southern girl at heart through and through. Um, And I went to the University of Kentucky I, from there, crowdfunded my way to an entrepreneurship program in San Francisco, which was freaking crazy and totally at God's hand. I got all the money that I needed in a plane ticket in 72 hours and reported right on time. Um, And it was honestly like cast out from my family for doing so because they, they just didn't believe or understand in what I was doing yet. Um, So I had to do that for myself first and God really saw to it that I had what I needed to do so. Um, So did this amazing program and 
from San Francisco, moved to Arizona for a year, got on my feet. It's a lot cheaper to live there. And um, I started an agency in that program working with influential people who needed to understand how to make money online. So four years ago, or I guess three and a half years ago, um, you know, the term influencer was just getting a name and coined and it equaled, you know, Kim Kardashian and skinny tees. Um, but there are so many people who've done incredible things in this world, but don't know how to brand themselves, don't know how to um, express that magic digitally because God made us with so many different pieces and parts. And, you know, it's very impossible to show up in your fullness digitally, but there are ways to do so that can, you know, create a whole life, a whole business, a whole empire of actually creating shift for people. So that's what I did. Um, I actually was acquired when I moved down to Scottsdale, worked on a startup um, that worked with Ubers and Lyfts specifically, and then autonomous vehicles um, and advertising within them. Um, I was on the C-suite, loved it, um, hated it. You know, it all goes, it all goes together. Um, and then um, just realized then and there that I preferred the freedom that came with marketing and I needed to um, just figure out some things about me. So I ended up leaving that team in really good graces. And um, from there, launched an agency, once again, um, very focused on helping female founders um, just elevate their voice and had an incredible time, an incredible run and a great launch. But I didn't understand as a 23 year old at that point, or I think I was 24 at that point. Um, Goodness, you were still so young. Like yeah, I was a young. You just shared so much and I'm like, oh, she's got to be at least like 28 at this point. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I'm 26. Um, but I mean, almost 28. I feel like after you're 22, it's like all a blur, you know, yeah. like, you just, you just kind of go. Um, but yeah, no, I did all of that. And um, then I did this launch, but I just didn't understand like the management of money when you are bootstrapping because I had been working in a VC powered world. So by doing that, it was crazy for me to just realize like, whoa, I need to like be moving and operating with a much larger savings account because I am the bank. Um, so I killed the launch, which I always do um, because I like, I actually got my start at Coca-Cola and did a couple like big marketing campaigns for them. So I, I've always had like that, that monetary like safety, creating that for myself, totally, totally changed everything. I hired three employees. We were killing it, rocking and rolling. December hit. I didn't have enough runway to get through the holidays. And I ended up as a 24 year old having to fire four people I love very dearly, um, scale back everything that I did. Um, experienced a lot of shame too, because I felt like that was my promise. Like God had done all of this and opened so many doors so that I could really do this. Um, and, you know, I just ended up curled up in my bed confused and in a lot of pain and can, you know, just that deep confusion that comes with like failure, mm -hmm. failure in the world's, you know, eyes. Um, and, you know, I didn't fail. I kept going. Um, and I actually was in the car going to see a friend, um, so inundated with work because I'd taken on contracts, you know, with a four person team and now I'm doing all of it. Um, and I, um, I was just like crying and I was worshiping and I pause. Can you hear this? Is this too loud? No, I can't. Okay, hear. great. 
You're okay, good. awesome. There's a weed whacker outside and like they come on Thursdays and I always am like, oh my gosh, please hurry up. So anyway, um, back into it. I was on my way to see this friend and I'm worshiping and I'm praying and I'm exhausted. I've never been so tired. I moved out of my house and was living in a friend's guest room for two weeks trying to figure out what my next move was going to be because I had spent all of this money on like this huge launch, these like um, incredible events um, on these amazing employees that I was paying very well. Um, and I didn't have enough money to pay myself in the end. Mm -hmm. And like when you're not protected as like the founder and the creator, like everything else will crumble, you know? Right. So um, anyway, learned that I'm driving to her and I was just like, God, I'll go wherever you want. You know, I'll do whatever you want. But like, I just want to be really close to you and I really want to heal. Like, I need you to remind me who Allie Williams is. Mm. And so the I get there, I eat French fries with my friend and cry into them. And I get back in my car and I have a text from this girl that I had like randomly met when my car had been broken into. Someone like stole my purse and my camera because I was like big into photography then um, too. And so I had like met her because she had heard my story on Instagram and she like came up to me at a coffee shop and was like, wasn't your purse just stolen? And I was like, yes, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, she was like, my name's Melanie and I want to bless you. And she gave me $50 and like bought my coffee and like, what the heck God, right? So she texts me and is like, hey, I have a friend who needs um, who's looking for a person to do social media for Christine Kane, who is a large women's pastor. Oh yeah. Um, Christine Kane. Love yeah. Christine Kane. Yeah. She's incredible. She's such a powerhouse. And so in the matter of five days, I moved to Los Angeles and it was in the final round of interviews for that and ended up coming on as a social media strategist, um, for Christine Kane and Propel Women. Uh, I was there for six months and I was offered, it was a grind. It was crazy. You know, ministry is no joke um, with A21, which is a global anti-sex trafficking organization and Chris's brand and um, with just everything that went into Propel because we do events all over the nation. There was just so much to be done, so much going through me. Um, and the social media world isn't necessarily developed out corporately yet. So you almost are like doing the job of nine people instead of, you know, having that team, it's all on you. Um, so anyway, I'm there and I had just like given it all over, you know, I was like, this is why I did all of that, you know, and I, I like let go of my identity as an entrepreneur. I let go of, you know, all of my hopes and dreams and understanding that God needed me to be prepared to do this role. Um, and yeah, I, was building out the team there and I was really excited and or I was like lobbying at that point to build out the team and um, I went into a meeting with HR and she was like you know would you be interested in coming on as as marketing director of Propel Women and I literally was like this is why I'm here mm -hmm. and I was like I would love to pray about it and I you know set up a meeting the next day with her and I sat down at my desk in so much relief and I just felt God be like all right like you've got your mojo back, it's time to go. And so from there, I literally like had a mental breakdown. I was like, what? Like I finally am getting into this. It finally makes sense. And um, I've just learned in this, you know, crazy few years that most things don't actually make sense and that's okay because God does. Like he's mm. something that we can trust in. Um, so from there, I 
Um, I let him know that God was telling me to go. And I just told him I wanted to support them as much as possible. And I, you know, did a lot to transition. And I just communicated like what their department should look like and the hires they should make and the money they should allocate. And also the way to bring in money through social media in a way that you don't even have to sell digital products, but if you're strategic with YouTube and, you know, some different things, like you can actually pay for your team over time. And, um, after leaving, I, I guess that showed me that was one of my gifts. And so, yeah, yeah I ended up going to Hawaii and I like cried for a month. It's not always as glamorous as it seems on Instagram, but I just was so confused and tired and wait, uh, pause. What yeah. brought you to Hawaii? <laughs> Oh yeah. I, so my lease ended and I like left the job and like, you know, finally phased out of it. And I was like, I am going to Hawaii to rest. And yeah, just went and flew to Hawaii to rest and, um, literally just explored on the Island and just kind of like bopped around for a month. And, um, I just was looking for answers and I mean, I'm sure that you and I will know each other for a long time and anyone who's listening, you are very welcome to join the journey. Um, but Hawaii is totally my sanctuary and my safe place. And so, um, I had gone before in hard seasons and that was just the the right place to go for me. So Mm -hmm. I went, um, and then I got a lot of clarity on what I wanted to do. And, um, I thought I was going to move there. And, you know, it was like, you know what, I'm just going to do island life. I'm just going to, you know, I, I am not dating. I'm not married. I don't have any kids. I can like actually just do what I want. So why would I not do that? Right. Um, and I came back to LA to get all of my stuff. And then everything started happening. It was like, I literally hit the LAX runway and then God started to give me opportunities. And um, it was crazy, like huge answered prayers, incredible clients, incredible opportunities. And, um, so I actually still have all this stuff in an apartment in Hawaii, but now we're on lockdown. So like, that was recently, that was like, that was a year ago. That was August or September last year. So, um, did all of that and then just kind of planned on splitting life here and there. Um, and just started to build my agency again. And this one is called Malibu Social. And, you know, I think we always come back to that call. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be expressed in different ways, but um, it just comes down to I'm good at building digital presences for people who are ready to change the world. Um, yeah. So I love it. It's called Malibu Social, and I've built it out over the last year. I work, um, you know, all NDA, but just some incredible people. And, I get to protect them and I get to expand them. And that like means so much to me. And so many of them are just kind enough to pour into me and teach me about God and his character and what it means to be successful and, um, you know, how to actually like show up in the world and create change instead of just hold yourself. And again, those shame patterns, like we talked about. Um, So Anyway, that has been the crazy journey. Um, and I have a few different businesses. Um, I had a, or I have a flower shop um, that is in the back of an old Bronco um, that I've worked really hard on. I had a dream about it in March, 2019 and found the Bronco on Craigslist and have just like, as I got money invested in it. Um, and it was supposed to launch on May 1, but it didn't because of COVID obviously. Uh-huh. Um, so we're in a holding pattern on that, but that's definitely my passion project. And um, we mentor and employ 
eventually um, women who have come out on the other side of sex trafficking. Um, you know, you are rescued, you go through rehabilitation, and then you're introduced back into this crazy world. Um, and there's nothing that gives a woman confidence like creation. So mm-hmm. being able to create, you know, floral arrangements actually reteaches her that she can create anything and that she is God's daughter. And Mm. it's really cool to be able to pour into them. And um, that's something that's really hard to be paused right now, but I know that God has bigger plans and I'm just, you know, releasing that. Um, So we're just leaning into the agency and um, just coaching. I love to teach. I love to pour into women. You know, I've learned a lot. I've failed a lot. I've gone through a lot at God's hand and I see it all as favor and I want others to not have to walk through that in the same way. Um, so please, I'm always like, learn from me, come alongside me. I will make sure that you're ahead of where I started. Yeah. Um, and it's like the greatest pleasure of my life. So anyway, that's, that's that I'm 26 and, um, it's been a weird year of lockdown. This is the stillest I've ever been, but I think I've finally processed all of the lessons that God's given me. And, um, yeah, we're making really beautiful progress now. So that is currently who Allie Williams is. Wow. I have so many follow-ups, like so much to unpack there. First, first I want to say, like, I think what I took out of that the most was how it's okay to start over and that kind of our whole lives are a constant starting over process because new opportunities are given or things are taken away or we have to mold and ebb and flow and adjust accordingly and and even listen to God's calling when it doesn't seem right. Like you being the ministry or the marketing director for a ministry, like Propel is huge. Like some would say a dream come true and here you are saying no to that thinking like, what the heck am I doing? I think that it's really encour- it will be really encouraging for women to hear that it is okay to start over and that there's something beautiful and more fitting for you on the other side if you just lean into that. So I think that's really cool. Another thing I'm, I'm like blown away that you're only 26. Like, I mean, you look great. So you look like you're 22, but in four years you have like totally dominated the world. You've lived in what San Francisco, Arizona, Hawaii, LA, so many different locations. You've had so many different positions, you've created multiple businesses and empowered other men and women along the way. It's pretty spectacular. At 26, I was still thinking like, what the heck am I going to do with my life? So you've already accomplished so much in such a short amount of time. Did you you. always have like an entrepreneurial spirit or like, where'd that come from? Yeah. You don't just like graduate college at 22 and do what you just did, you know? Yeah, totally. I, um, you know, it's interesting. Um, so my dad is um, an officer in the military, in the Marine Corps, and my mom is a teacher. And so pretty much everything that I am is like against what their whole <laughs> life has been built upon, right? Um, and so I think that's why there was so much resistance in the beginning for me um, and for them because it took me a while to warm up to the fact that there was no place for me to fit at the University of Kentucky, but I always excelled in what I touched. Mm. And that was only because I believe that God was 
like had me there on purpose. And I think that is like a very important key to any success on this earth, especially if my name is on it. Um, it's not mine, right? Like, and I, I screw up so much, but I believe that God's placed me there to not just fail, but to succeed. And through that, it always happens. Right. Um, and I think that's true for all of us, just understanding again, like the, the necessary commitment and grit to the process. And I think that is very imminent throughout my whole life. Um, and that was instilled in me through my mother, who is, she always said, make good choices. She's an angel who walks this earth. <laughs> she loves people. She loves um, the concept of not being nice, being kind, mm. um, and just loving people extremely well through your actions. And you only have so many of those until you go to heaven. Um, so, you know, I got that part of it and, and that grit, she's incredible. Everything she touches is like perfect. She's a master gardener and she has this thing called the kindness club. And she's the person that you want to come drink tea with you on Sundays, you know? Um, but then my dad is, you know, he was a Colonel and he kicks, he kicks butt, you know, yeah. and, and everything that he does, like is so done in excellence. And, um, and he just, he's a champion, he's a warrior and he built me that way too. And so I think I'm, I was never entrepreneurial. Like I don't, you know, so many people are like, yeah, I had like, you know, a lemonade stand at five. And from then I just started grinding. Like I had a snow cone stand and I grinded, but I like gave it to church, you know, when I was like seven, like, I don't, I didn't understand the fact that like an investment or money could go into a dream. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought you just, you know, should be a good person and show up in excellence because that's what I was taught. And so because of that, I think it was the perfect storm. Um, but I didn't understand my entrepreneurial identity until I was like 23. And um, that happened. I was interning at Coca-Cola because I took a fifth year at UK because I literally was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I almost went to law school. And then last minute, I will never forget this. I literally was sitting there and I had gotten into this program that I really wanted to go to in Austin, Texas. And um, I was just like, oh my God, I can hire a lawyer one day. I don't want to be a lawyer. Yeah. It, I don't know why it took me so long in that process to understand it. But I was like, wait, I can just hire someone to do this. I don't have to do it myself. Um, so I think that was probably like the first spark of like, me understanding that I could be what I wanted to be. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it was a lot of that, that just permission to create that I had to give myself. Um, and then, yeah, the entrepreneurship, you know, came from that. And I, I wasn't a great entrepreneur in the realm of money. I just like was drunk on creation and excellence and kindness and oh I failed but I bet I can su succeed if I hit it this way mm -hmm. I liked the game I didn't understand how to like garner wealth and then like create momentum from it so all of those years kind of allowed me to understand that part too and like okay it's okay to make money Allie it's okay to like you can actually bless people with the money that you make like your business can like far exceed your expectations and theirs when you actually ask for what you're worth etc cetera, etc cetera. so anyway I really would say that I became a true entrepreneur about last year um, and I'm still every single day getting better at it. Um, but I definitely was always a creator. Mm -hmm. I think that what's really cool about, I don't think that I was an entrepreneur from day one either. I think that God uses different situations in life, different 
seasons, different characteristics to kind of lead us in a direction of like, this is what I want you to do. And you, you touched on that a lot. There's like a story of Esther in the Bible where he says like, you are here for such a time as this. And I feel like you kind of learned I'm here in this place at Coca-Cola for such a time as this. I'm here in San Francisco at this entrepreneurship program for such a time as this. I'm in Hawaii for such a time as this. And then you kind of go wherever he's calling you next for such a time as that, you know, it's, it's, it's always going to, it's with God, it's always going to be, um, a ride, (laughs) you know, it might not be super consistent. It might not be super stable, but it's always going to be an abundant ride. And I think that the beautiful part is just, if you take God with you, then really cool things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of talk about more what you do now. I kind of picked up on with Malibu social, you do, I, I'm assuming a lot of branding guidance. Do you actually like coach or do you facilitate social media strategies or how, like, what is your day to day kind of like now, although the days are different with COVID. Um, yeah, absolutely. They're so different. Um, but so really what it is, and I have a lot in the pipeline that I'm excited for that is actually behind me on this whiteboard that no one can see, but <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> it will be big. Let me say the, le- the next nine months, but, um, currently at Malibu social, there are two ways to work with me. So one, um, you know, a lot of people don't know how to build a social media team and a strategy that is going to actually create impact. Mm-hmm. And with that, it's just because it's a different realm. I worked in Silicon Valley. I understand how to build a business. I understand how to build a team for a nonprofit and a for-profit. So people can fly me in with my team I can do a five-day intensive and I can literally tell you exactly what you need from application to onboarding to strategy, um, how to build the team that they're craving, um, and then have, you know, 12-month runway of direction for that, um, and then monthly check-ins so that they stay on pace and on, you know, check with that. social media is either your biggest enemy <laughs> or your, your best friend as a CEO or a COO. That's just the truth. So anyway, um, I get that as a former CMO and can come in and really instill that very quickly and effectively. Um, so that's one thing. And then the other is you hire my agency and I have a team of really brilliant women and we actually manage it for you month to month on a retainer and we only have space for four clients we work very selectively with people um, and it's a lot of very mission driven like social entrepreneurship projects um, just to make sure that yeah they are being taken care of in the way that they need to be um, and that they are reaching the people necessary and that they're going in the correct avenues so we do from social media strategy to funnels to ads to recruitment to I mean, all that social media really, it should be there to change someone's life or, or move your product that mm-hmm. changes someone's life. It's so simple, right? Yeah. Um, and so in business, at least. And so um, we're able to really go in and do that. Um, so that is Malibu Social. And then I have coaching. And so I've coached behind the scenes for years, but um, I'm just now actually launching like a coaching program. And I do with that brand coaching, um, and then life and business. And it's so funny. One of my coaches ended last, last week. Um, 
she was, I don't have favors, but she was just, I feel like she's my like child. I love Mm -hmm. her so much. I'm so proud of her. And she was like, you're like my fairy godmother. You're not like my business coach, you know, and that really is like how it is. Um, And I, I just love it because I know who God is and I can show you where he is and what he's doing and point you to the word and the truth. But then on the other side, I can say, all right, so we're losing this and what, you know, your churn or in, you know, whatever, and um, create systems that actually work for you. So you can do more of what you're created to do. Um, So I'm going to be launching that. I'm launching a program actually next week called um, the 90 day game changer. So many people are in my DMs saying, 2020 is not my year and and maybe next year and I just don't believe that and so I'm just creating a space to be able to end 2020 on on your terms um and that's really just again getting back intact with the impact um is what what can kind of move the needle forward so anyway that's what God has my plate right now and it's really cool even with like the pausing of of Bloom Babe which is my flower truck Um, I'm seeing him, you know, move and me being able to like help people bloom themselves um, just digitally through this right now. So I'm really, really thankful. And, um, you know, it just goes to show that often I left Kentucky to be the next Steve Jobs. And and that's not what I was created to do. I'm supposed to be Allie Williams, you know, and it's true for whoever is listening right now. You are created to be exactly who you are, exactly where you are with what you have. And it's already enough. And you're worthy of the success that can come from it, you know? So I'm giving myself my own advice in this season and it feels really good. Yeah, that's huge. That's something that I try to, one, believe for myself. And also when I leave marketing workshops, try to, try, I try to make people believe and know that they are their secret weapon. Like there is, you don't want to be Steve Jobs because you're already Allie Williams. Steve Jobs was Steve Jobs and he could do what Steve Jobs could do with his skills, but you have a completely different skill set, a completely different mold of characteristics that only you can use. And I think that goes also for social media as well. Like with social media, I think there's a lot of repetitiveness. There's a lot of like seeing the same types of content or stories out there. And really like the most beautiful ones are the ones who show up just exactly as they are. You know, the ones that really make an impact are the people who show up real and authentic and um, where they're where they're currently at, not where they want to be or strive to be. I used to think, especially when I first like came to know the Lord, I used to think that like in order to be like a good woman of God, I had to like work in ministry or go on a mission trip or do some like very church bubbled thing, which those are all good things, but those weren't my gifts or what I was super passionate about. And Michael actually taught me, my husband actually taught me his gift is business. Like he has this gift of shepherding, shepherding a business, shepherding people in business in a very organizational administrative format. And he uses that in a secular space to glorify God. And I can use my gifts in a different space to glorify God. And it doesn't have to be in the church or in Africa. You know, it can just be with what I have right now with where I'm at. And so it's clear to me that you're doing that as well. And that you're willing to be, um, you're willing to be, what's the word? like malleable, flexible to, to change and go with where God is going to take you. So I think that's really beautiful and I'm super pumped for what's going to continue to happen in your story. 
thank you. Oh my gosh, me too. I'm excited. I've, I'm learning to be absolutely okay with now, but I'm excited to see what's in the future too. Yeah. And, and it's so true about, you know, the anointing. I remember the first time I like read Proverbs 31 with new eyes mm-hmm. and I think I used to read it and be like, oh man, she did a lot. And then I was yeah. like, God, like, are we, can I do that? You know, yeah. like, can we do that? are we all, is this of the same, you know? And <laughs> it's so funny to like read it with new eyes and just be like, she didn't do it for the fruit. You know, she didn't, she didn't do all of that stuff because like, that's what like, you know, like you, these are all the boxes to be a holy woman. You know, it, she did it because she was created to, we mm-hmm. all were, and we have our own fields to tend and our own things to make. And, you know, it, it translates in such a loose way now, um, by just like, God wants you to be your fullest, most incredible version of yourself. And that comes from his truth and from your faithfulness and showing up and doing it before the fruit comes. Right. Mm, that's, that's, won't he do it? You better preach girl. <laughs> Snaps for that. Um, Okay. So your faith is clearly something that, that guides you. It's really important to you. Have you, did you grow up in the church? Like, when did you develop this relationship with the Lord? Has it kind of been something that you grew up in or did the Lord just slap you in the face one day and was like, follow me? Yeah, totally a slap in the face. (laughs) We love that. Um, but yeah, I, my mom, I I said, she's a walking angel on my parents divorced when I was pretty young. Um, I lived in California, moved to Kentucky actually. And, uh, I, I went to church, like we would go to church sometimes, but my mom was like the most incredible teacher, single mother. And, you know, I don't think my heart was really open to the Lord. I had a lot of hurt to work through, um, regarding the divorce and some of my dad's PTSD, um, circumstances. And I just, I didn't really understand how like God could be a good father. Cause I didn't mm-hmm. see that. Right. So I think I always like, if you had asked me when, when I was 16 or 18, I would have been like, Oh yeah. Like God is like, God's a thing. Yeah. Oh, anything, you know what I mean? Like, is it real? I don't know, but like, it's a thing for sure. Um, and then I, I would say, so I got really involved in college and my dad like is a war hero. And my dad has like, I remember asking him when I was 18, like, do you believe that God is real? And he was like, he never goes to church, like does nothing regarding that. And he was like, yeah. And he has this really cool story. Um, he won like a bronze star, um, in desert storm and he saved like over a hundred men and he actually disobeyed orders because he was sitting there one night and he was seeing the, the, posing side like he saw them bombing like they they were coming and they were trying just sweeping the desert and he had been told not to move by the general um but he did and he said that god told him to and because he moved them they all survived because like two hours later that entire field that they were on overtaking and sleeping in um was bombed so anyway it was and he was like i know that god's real because he told me to move them so you know i knew from the people who were my, my caretakers, my, my people that like God was a thing, like I said. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think because of their faith through my mom knew, like, and God got her through the divorce. My dad practically knew he saved those men through him. It wasn't necessarily a question. I knew it was a thing. So I think that's actually super rare for people. Mm -hmm. Um, but church was very confusing for me. So 
from there, um, I got really involved in college. The University of Kentucky has the largest student-run philanthropy event in the Southeastern Conference and the second biggest in the nation. And um, we raise millions of dollars every year by, at you know, a no sitting, no sleeping marathon. Um, and that benefits directly our children's hospital on campus. And so I got really, really involved and ended up learning like everything I know in marketing from being in leadership on the team. And um, you know, I, I was volunteering in the clinic and all of these kids are like bald and sick. And I ended up, you know, going to camp with them in the summers and was like the lifeguard and the cool camp counselor of the five-year-olds who all were battling these horrible diseases. Um, and anyway, it was in that there was like this moment where this girl named Bailey, who is alive and well and 12 years old and sprightly as ever, um, she was bald and I have like really long blonde hair and she she would like always put my hair over her head and a thunderstorm came and she like to feel protected, like put her hair over her head. So she's like literally sitting in my bed with like my hair over and I'm like, you know, touching heads with her. And I was like, we're going to be fine. It's just thunder. Like you're beating cancer. We're okay. And she looked at me and she was like, God is saving me in cancer, but can he save me from thunder? And for some reason that was like the moment it became really real for me, you know? And, um, through that, I had a girl who worked for me in, um, that nonprofit and she loved God. And, we had a really radical summer that summer and her just like leading me to him. And from there, like, I just, I think he finally connected and I understood, mm -hmm. like, I know you're a thing, but you're, I'm also yours, you know? Um, and, and then, I mean, it was never a question. I think he, you know, gave me those real experiences and that evidence and I'm a digger and I'm a question asker and he knew exactly what I needed. And, and now it will never be a question again. It's everything about me. Right. Like he knows us and he knows how he created us. So he knows how to meet us where we're at. Totally. In yeah. the right time. And, and yeah, it's the most important part of me. And if anyone is listening and you're like, wow, like this girl is really cool. Like, yeah, I have a cool story, but it's only because I said yes to God, mm. you know, like I haven't done anything. He is, he has really created provision in everything. And wow. I'm just like going along with it and saying yes. And so um, I'm not unique. I'm just his daughter. And so are you, you know, that's so beautiful. I, I had so many chills throughout that, especially the hair part. And then your dad's obedience, like, that's just amazing how so many little details like intertwined and weave together to build your story and what you're going to do. It's, it's beautiful. Um, and it's shameless. I, what our slogan for soul is shameless living and you just telling all those little details is showing that you are unashamed of your story. So what do the words shameless living mean to you? You know, it's so funny because I think for different years of my life, it would mean something different, which is so cool. I would say for here and now shameless living is just like being okay with authentically not making sense, but knowing it's your truth. Mm. Yeah. I think there's so many parts of my story and of my now that don't make sense, but I know shamelessly that it's what God's saying. Mm. And so like just clinging to that authenticity, you know, and, and knowing that everything else will work out. Um, that's shameless living, you know, not having the why clear, but understanding like the who that makes it happen. Oh, girl. 
not having the why clear, but understanding the who. I don't even know what to title this episode. There's so many truth bombs. It's so good. I'm like, is the title going to be God is a thing or like, what is it? I don't know. Um, Okay. I just love you. I love your story. I love that. um, I'm learning so much of your story now with our listeners. I think it's going to be just really cool to see how powerful and how much it impacts our listeners, but we do have four questions that we ask every single guest. And I did not tell you what these were ahead of time on purpose. So um, I'm going to ask you them now and we're going to get into a little bit more of who you are. Let's do it. First question. What is something that you are currently binging or obsessed with right now? Oh God. It doesn't have to be a TV show. I think when people hear binging, they think Netflix. It could be it could be a TV show or it could be a podcast or a book or some food that you're obsessed with or whatever. You know, this is, it's so funny. I'm in a season, I talk about this a lot. So if you like follow me or, you know, listen to my podcast, I talk about two zones that I operate in, a discovery zone where I go out and I grab information and I watch things and I read books and I listen to the audiobooks and I listen to podcasts um, and I understand what's happening in the world and then a recovery zone where I shell up and I understand what the heck I just absorbed and then I create something from it. And I'm very much in a recovery zone this year and I'm creating from all of these different things that I've learned from over the years. And, um, you know, I used to like binge everything. Like I was so excited to consume anything um, because I wanted to learn. And I'm actually like binging like alone time with myself Mm. and like binging like alone time with God. And actually like not even, I read the word like it's my job. It is my truth. Um, Every single morning and every single night I am with my Bible. And that doesn't mean that I'm like perfect and that's not going to create shame for someone. That's just what I need. And it took me three years to learn that. That being said, when I am done with that and I still create space to just sit here and have nothing happening around me, that's when the magic happens. And that's what I'm binging. And I'm like allowing myself to do that until the end of 2020. Wow. That's, that's really, 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 really good. I love that discovery and recovery. I'm going to use that. I'm going to put that into my life. (laughs) Because I I find myself doing that too. Like I'm here to like learn and seek and grow and then I'm here to pour out and then I'm here to be still and there's just different seasons for different times. So Mm -hmm. that's huge. Okay. Second question. And I know 2020 has been not what anyone expected it to be, but what is something that you are looking forward to in the rest of 2020? Something that's going to happen. Oh gosh. I think, what am I looking forward to happening? You know, I didn't, I wasn't like a real human associated with society. I want to like be able to say that at the end of this episode. And like, I wasn't like dating and like doing normal 23, 24, 25, 26 year old things. Um, And I knew that that was a sacrifice that like I needed to make. And I have allowed myself, I honestly, it was a struggle, but I think God brought it into my life to do normal stuff, Mm. like date, you know, and to like go and like, look at like, I, like, I want to like buy this lip gloss. Like I did it, you know, and that's so weird to say, but like, I was in a, I was a little alien Mm. for a while. And so now it's like allowing myself to delight in the things that like my peers are delighting in. Um, and like not being like 
embarrassed about that almost because I'm, I feel behind and I, I don't, you know, I didn't have a boyfriend for four years. I didn't even talk to men hardly for four years. And so now, um, I think I'm just excited to do like the, like the parts of life that like are actually really sweet and we take Mm -hmm. for granted. Mm -hmm. That's so good. I love that. Um, okay. What is something that you love about yourself? Oh my gosh. I love so many things about myself. I love that. I love that you just said that. Oh gosh. This is the hardest question for women to answer. Yeah. It makes sense. If you had asked me four years ago, I would have been like, oh, you know? Yeah. Um, I just, I love, I would say I just like love God in me. Mm. I, I really love like who, when I am aligned with him, I love that feeling. I love like being able to like someone call me and I like to be able to black out because I feel like God just like spoke through me. Like I like that I have that in me. I know mm-hmm. we all have it though, right? So um, I think it took me a long time to understand surrender. And now I think it's probably the best thing about me and my favorite thing to be in, in my body. Hmm, I love that. I love what you said. I love so many things about myself. I can, I like want my like hope and prayer through this podcast is for women to get to that place of, of a response of, I just love so many things about myself because God created me. Like that's the goal, right? Is just to like live and live out our identities and love it. Um, okay. Last question. If you could tell women one thing today, leave them with one little nugget of truth, what would it be? I think, you know, women were like created to create in love. We're like really good at that Mm -hmm. in our own ways. Every personality type has their own way of facilitating it. And in relationships, we crave to be seen held and safe Mm. and one of the most like pivotal parts of my life was me understanding that and understanding that I could do that for myself Mm. that I can see myself that I can hold myself and that I can keep myself safe especially with God like when you are linked with him you can provide that with him for yourself and everything changes when you can embrace that all and so much breaks off with that and so um, often because we create and because we love, we want to do that for everyone around us and we forget us. Mm. And I just encourage you wherever you are and whatever you're going in, I want you to understand this week, every single day, what can I do to hold myself? What can I do to feel more you know, safe for myself and protect myself and be that partner that I need in myself? And how can I allow myself to feel you know, what seen held. Yeah. And held, how do I hold myself? Mm-hmm. And I know that's like, kind of like out there, but they're really practical things to do. And when in my own, you know, relationship with God and with myself and with money and with business, when I allowed myself to say like, okay, how can I protect myself so I can pour out? How can I hold myself so I can love well without needing? How can I, you know, do these different things so that I'm whole mm-hmm. and it is that overflow. Um, and we, we see that a lot in the Bible, but no one really talks about it. So I just encourage you to like, be able to know you're worthy of doing that for yourself too. Mm. That's so good. I love that. Where I know our listeners are going to want to follow you and find you, and we'll definitely link all your, um, 
links up in the show notes, but where can our listeners find you? At writeupyouralley.com, which goes live tomorrow. I'm so excited. Yeah, we just did a whole upheaval of it. And then um, at at writeupyouralley, and it's A-double-L-double-E. So you can go to the website. Um, I have a podcast and I just got picked up by a network. So we're going to be pushing a whole lot of content out. So go look at that and subscribe and give me five stars if you love it. Um, And yeah, just on Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I just love you so much. Oh, I love you too. Thank you for having me. Yeah.